Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, October 23rd. If you want to succeed in life, concentrate your powers. No one, if he wishes to penetrate a field of ice, presses down on the whole field. He drills with a sharp instrument at one point. Similarly, the densest obstacle can be penetrated by calm, focused intention. By seeking God, through the little opening of your own ego, you will soon find yourself swimming in the sea of cosmic bliss. This is a very lovely image, all the different parts of this. Swamiji has often expanded this image, talking about how you know, there's a, a, an infinite ocean, divine ocean of bliss, of freedom, of joy, of uh, creative self-expression that is, is, is there for us to swim in but we're blocked by this, this layer of uh, this seemingly impenetrable hard surface of our own limitations. And so it, I often think of it like we, we are, what we think of as ourself is the final point of an inverted triangle, and a triangle that goes from the smallest point and expands outward literally to infinity, and we tend to think of the human life we're having as the biggest reality that we are, and that even though we know that spiritual reality is out there, especially, and this is a, a strange paradox of the human mind, especially when we think that we go inward to experience um, that reality, we close our eyes in meditation, even if we concentrate at the spiritual eye, or however you're taught to concentrate at the heart or wherever, in the master's path, we're taught to concentrate at the spiritual eye, but you have the 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 verbal the verbalization is the kingdom of God is within, the divine spirit is within, the Christ consciousness is within us. So so the mind thinking in material terms sees my little physical body, which is this little sack with its own edges you know, in which I live, and I have arms and limbs and a head and all of this, but basically I'm a little bag, and I'm this little clothes bag, and I live inside of it. And the, my little clothes bag moves around this huge creation. I can get on an airplane and go 10,000 miles away and just be on the other side of the world, and there's all this stuff in between. So the material creation looks very big compared to this little bag, which is me, that I walk around in. So when we think that the kingdom of God is within, we tend to think of it as being kind of small. <laughs> and it, it, the, the whole imagery gets confused. And even if we think of ourselves as the point of a pyramid, if I just say that verbally, we tend to think of it with the base at the bottom and, the, and being at the top, because we've risen to the, the human level. And, and also just because of the arrogance of human nature, we tend to think of our civilization as being the apex of this long climb, my response to that is, oh my goodness, I hope not. If this is the best civilization it's going to ever get, we are really in trouble as a species. 
But the actual fact is we are the point of a pyramid, but the pyramid is reversed. We are the, we are the most compressed, the, the smallest, the, the least aware, that we have the, 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 the smallest amount of our potential at the present moment, ego-identified. Ego-identified is the key. But once we open the, the, the lid, so to speak, and this is what I was starting to say, I often think that, you know, it's like we have, we have the subconscious and the conscious, and then we have the superconscious. The subconscious and the conscious are, are limited realities. The superconscious is what connects us to infinity. It is literally unlimited, but, but we have a lid on. I just sort of feel, I, I sometimes think of it just on the top of my head, there's a lid. And so my consciousness can kind of just go to the top of that lid, the bottom of that lid, and then it just boils around in the pot. But the whole business of spiritual practice is we just lift the lid. Now I have the unfortunate experience of sometimes getting distracted and being uh, an inappropriate multitasker. And so when I often make myself in the morning a cup of yerba mate tea, which is what I like to drink, I put some almond milk into a pot and I put it on to boil. And then I get distracted and I do something else. And then either I'll hear it or I'll come back and I'll find, of course, that it's boiled over and it's just made a terrible mess on the sink, on the stove. Now, the mess part is not the good part. But all that energy added to that milk, the milk just rises up in the pot, it turns into steam, it just, it's freed, in other words, because it, before I put energy into it, it just sits there. It's cold, it's in the bottom of the pot, it just sits there. Even just this morning, I discovered if you never turn on the heat, the milk never gets warm. So I came back thinking it was going to be warm, and it was just sitting there. Nothing had happened figuratively speaking, no energy had been applied, the lid was kept on the top. Take the lid off, our consciousness expands. Now the starting point, and this is where Swami ends this particular thing, the starting point through which we can express is actually the ego, because that's what we are. We've incarnated in a physical body, and ego, Master's brilliant definition of ego, is the infinite self identified with limitation, identified with this body and all the implications of this body that make us one gender, one nationality, one race, one culture, you know, one first language, whatever it might be. All the limitations imposed on infinity, ego, um, the infinite jiva, the infinite self, identified with limitation. That's what ego is. Ego is not... Ego is not a bad thing, it's just a fact. We have identified with this. Now, we need to maintain enough identity with it to keep it going, but we can, we can from the most limited concept of ego, we can just open it up. What is the force behind this ego? Who am I really? You know, must I, must I limit, must I keep the lid on my consciousness? Or through this individuality, can I, how far can I expand? So that's how Swam is telling us to use ego. He's telling us to use our sense of self to become very one-pointed in our focus. You know, just, just use who I am instead of just kind of vaguely floating around hoping that something's going to change. And that's what happens, unfortunately, to a lot of people who get interested in the spiritual path. But they get interested in the spiritual path either in a vague 
or in an, a way that does not include concentration and willpower. So part of what characterizes the path of self-realization as Master and Swamiji have given it to us is concentration and willpower. You know, Swamiji was joyful, expansive, exceedingly loving, but he was not low energy and he was not dissipated in his focus. He was just absolute, and one of the reasons he could accomplish so much is he was absolutely focused. He wrote books, he wrote music, he, he gave lectures, he founded communities, but when he was doing one thing, that's what he was doing. When he was writing what became the oratorio, Christ Lives, it's called, beautiful, fantastic collection of songs, piece of music, um, about the life of Christ that was inspired by his pilgrimage to Israel. When he was working on that, he was so concentrated. One of, one of his friends, Davy, remarked afterwards, she said during the time that he was writing that, sometimes he would have friends over just to relax his mind a little. But she said whenever you were with him, he, she said he, she, felt, she felt that he was sort of peering at her, trying to decide what kind of a chord she was or what key she was in, you know, he just, he, he had to sort of almost translate her into music before he could even understand what she was, because his consciousness was so completely focused. And because of that, he was able to penetrate through, and you, you're penetrating through many different levels of many different things. You're penetrating through everything that distracts you. You're penetrating through any uh, thoughts that might arise that you're not going to be able to accomplish this. Um, you're, you're penetrating through the layers of, of, of false inspiration, subconscious inspiration, through to the superconscious level, where whatever it is you're trying to express already exists. This is Swamiji's, as he put it, his, his new way of trying to help people understand creativity. We tune in to a vibration that's already there, and then we manifest it. But you can't do that, and just coming back to the image of ice, if you have an ice field, which is basically what stands between, you know, I'm standing here as an ego, identified with the physical world, I know the ocean is there, but I can't get to it, and so as an egoic self, and this is where low energy and lack of focus, I just kind of walk around patting on it, or I lie down and I cry, or I just ask God to just, you know, part the ice for me, but I don't ask it with, I will, will, I will reason, I will act, but guide thou my will and action in everything, which was Master's powerful prayer. It's just a, a wishful thinking. It's not a, I will put out the energy required, it's just a wishful thinking. I want it to be different. Please, Lord, I want it to be different. I just, you know, I, I want to be rescued from this. I don't actually want to do it. I just want to be rescued from it. None of that. You won't be able to get through the ice with any of that. But if you pick up even an ice pick, you know, just something that has a solid, straight point on it, and begin to apply energy and determination and willpower to that, you just begin to do it. There, There's... Uh, a cave, a, a cave temple in India. There's many of them, but a friend of mine, I've never seen them, but a friend of mine was talking about visiting something in South India where people just chipped 
out of the stone, this, you know, this whole temple room filled with images. And I think to myself, who was the first person to chip some of that stone? And what kind of a determination did they have when they just started chipping the first stone? Just, there it is, you're just chipping the first stone and you know where you're going. So that's what we have to be like. We don't, we don't have to be able to even know um, what the next step is, but the first step is we pick up the sharp tool. I want to break through. So whatever is in front of us, we, we focus, we use the power of the limited self to, to become a laser. And with the power of that laser self, guided by God, there's a great place, a total place in all of this for prayer, for the, the calling upon the divine to help us. But the divine has to have something to work through. And so, you know, I volunteer. I'm the one that I will do it. And then I will just pick up whatever tool is at hand and I'll begin to work with it. And no matter how thick the ice, if you just keep chipping away at it. I discovered when I was doing home repair, for which I have no experience and no talent, but I just decided that I would do this, this little household job. I would just do it myself. And I made countless mistakes. And the end result was, was I was hanging curtain rods in, in a few rooms. The curtain rods were not quite level. And there was, if you look closely, you could see where I'd had to fill in all the holes and put the pasty stuff back on it and then repaint it. I mean, you could see everything. But I got them up. They were up. And uh, I could say, I, I learned from that experience the phrase, patient application of willpower. And it, it, it changed my life to actually do that work. And somehow I knew it was important. Because it was just the patient application of willpower. I mean, I just, I just picked up the tool, I concentrated and I focused and I just didn't stop chipping until you break through. And in this case, it was a meaningless project. And since then, I've actually taken all the curtains down <laughs> because once I got them all up, I decided I really didn't like them. But the whole point, concentrated focus. And, and you have to focus somewhere. And you have to focus with who you are and what you are. So what, whatever it is you feel called to do, whatever it is you feel called to do, do it with 100% of your concentration and focus because that's the tool you're building. Even if you think you're building something else, what you're really building is yourself. And that's how to do it. So, if you want to succeed in life, concentrate your powers. No one, if he wishes to penetrate a field of ice, presses down on the whole field. He drills with a sharp instrument at one point. Similarly, the densest obstacle can be penetrated by calm, focused intention. By seeking God through the little opening of your own ego, you will soon find yourself swimming in the sea of cosmic bliss. Joy to you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.